Puckett. We'll do it live, our pre-recorded Minnesota Twins podcast. It is Monday, September 23rd. I'm Zach Pierce, managing editor of The Athletic Minnesota, joined as always by Dan Hayes, our amazing Twins beat writer. The magic number is dwindling. It's down to three as we speak. It could be down to two as you're listening. We are taping this during Sunday Night Baseball. The Phillies currently leading the Indians in the third inning in that game, one to nothing. But the Twins have done their part so far, Dan. Uh, uh, Three out of four against the Royals, albeit a little bit dicey on Sunday, but they got the job done. And the AL Central title is within their grasp for the first time since 2010. They, you know, you look at the ten, the last nine days, uh, going back to Cleveland and doubleheader, ten games in that span, seven and three, and not, uh, not pretty. I mean, there's some ugly wins in here, um, but they're wins, and that's all that matters. And and Sunday is a perfect example, twelve to eight, slug it out, four walked in batters with the bases loaded between the two teams, and all that matters at the end is uh, is that they're the team that that had the W and. Um, really cool moment for Nelson Cruz getting home run number 400 early on to kind of turn yeah. the momentum back the Twins' way after they nearly blew a six-run lead early on. And Martin Perez struggled, got knocked out in the third inning, and the bullpen had to go deep again. Um, but Nelson Cruz providing the – kind of turning the momentum back the Twins' way with a, a home run to right field. And like we said, number 400 became the 57th player to ever do that. And after that, the Twins kind of got back on track until the ninth inning. But, um, you know, a good, good week, good week and a half here with, uh, with the season on the line. You know, they, they changed their fortunes by 5% winning that doubleheader last week. The, the chances of winning the division went from like 94 to 99%. And they've only done even more than that, even though they drove everyone crazy late Saturday night with that that disaster of a ninth inning um yeah hey you know it was great i wasn't watching any of that and the only <laughs> like i saw the indians lost because i was i was watching when harper hit the three-run homer and i was actually off on saturday which was very nice and uh and i was like you know it's kind of semi-trolling and i really want to do this right now is just mention that the magic number went down everybody's being destroyed right now because the bullpen just yeah. gave up seven runs and actually the bullpen gave up a lot yeah it was just an ugly game but uh they they still gain ground and that's all that matters at this point yep overall it was a victory on saturday night uh magic number dwindling down one and now the twins are 96 wins it is tied for the most for the franchise since 1970 it's the best team record-wise target field has ever seen and uh, despite all that, Dan, you know, you still keep getting these nights where uh, one facet of or, of or another of the game uh, lets them down. Not the best start from Barrios, not the best start from Perez this weekend against the Royals. But the bats stepped up, and the bullpen, for the most part, came through. The ninth inning was bad but a lot of, uh, on Saturday, but a lot of that was uh, Trevor Hildenberger. Taylor Rogers obviously gave up uh, the kind of crushing home run at the beginning of it, but after that I think Rocco pretty well threw in the towel there. And then Sunday – uh, they tried Fernando Romero again to start things off, and that's kind of how they got into the pickle there. So I still feel like, uh, you know, the the bullpen and the kind of replacement pitchers that have come in to the team in the last, you know, uh, well, throughout the season with, with replacements for injuries and such have kind of become the bright spot of this team. And as you look ahead to uh, what hopefully now is, is a sure thing of October, that uh, all of a sudden it, it might be a situation where, uh, the bullpen is going to be asked to carry the way through a lot of these games. Yeah, and, and they did that Sunday, and, and Zach Littell is getting very used to 
coming in in an early spot, and that's not a great thing. But at the same time, it's pretty good to have a trusty guy like him to go to, and he handled it again. And until Romero, that the bullpen um, was five and two thirds going into the ninth inning. I think it was eleven strikeouts at that point, and one walk and an unearned run. And Tyler Duffy continues to be outstanding. Trevor May uh, gave up a walk and then overcame it and did a good job. Um, Everywhere you look, Bruce Dark Ratterall was fantastic, striking out the side. You know, Duffy now is the, – the scoreless inning streak is 22 and a third, um, 38 strikeouts in that span, and three walks. And, you know, he's made it a lot more uh, easy to accept the fact that Ryan Presley is pitching in Houston right now, um, just based off of the way he has developed over the course this year. He's uh, somewhere around 55 and two-thirds innings for the season, 78 strikeouts, 14 walks. ERA, I think it's 230. I can't remember, but it, um, I'm spitballing on that. But I, he's just been outstanding. And they have a very good, consistent group, which is going to be helpful because when you have an offense like the Twins do, uh, you look at what they were able to do over the weekend and the runs they put up, even though Max Kepler only made a pinch running appearance on Sunday night or Saturday night, um, They've been putting up runs anyways. They've continued to do it, and uh, and the bullpen can hold down leads. Uh, you look at the night that Dobnek pitched, and he pitched great and on Friday, and the bullpen came in behind him and, and closed out. So it's you would like them to line up everything at once, but at the same time um, they're doing enough to get it done, and this is a really, really long stretch because I, I can just tell you, even from my perspective as a reporter to – uh, be around for that weekend in Cleveland and then go into a homestand with seven straight. You know, you're in the middle of this long stretch. It's it's all exhausting. And, and for them to come out of that 10 games with a 7-3 and three mark is, is really impressive. It says a lot about where they are um, as a team and how they're able to figure out ways to get by. It really has been remarkable, the players that have stepped in and, and in a big way. I mean, uh, obviously – Louis Arise has been doing it all season long, but uh, Devin Smeltzer and Randy Dobnik, who you mentioned, who um, have done more than I think anybody could have ever expected or asked for in, in, in huge spots for a rotation that has been, uh, you know, sort of thrown in the washing machine, both with Pineda's suspension and sort of the ups and downs of Barrios and Odorizzi through the year, and, and even guys like Lamont Wade coming up with some big hits uh, since they've been on the team. It uh, with all the injuries they've had, they've needed it to stay in, and it just makes the fact that here they are about to be the winningest team in uh, what is that almost fifty years of right. Twins baseball. It's pretty remarkable. It is, and and it says a lot about their depth. It says a lot about the confidence. I think um, the the thing I really like is uh, when you look at um, we've we've talked about it, and people have wondered. I mean, I remember our Indians writer Zach Meisel was talking to me about. Uh, so how are the twins holding up here as the Indians are chasing them down? And it's like, they're fine. They're not freaking out. And I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with Rocco's confidence. I, I honestly think, you know, the other, the other managers have had some – Boone has had a ton to deal with with his lineup and injuries, not having Judge and Stanton and a bunch of guys this year. Um, from a leading a young team or a, an inexperienced team perspective, I think Rocco Baldelli's done a fantastic job. and deserves some serious consideration for manager of the year just on the fact that he never wavered on stuff and he's always had the big picture in mind um, as they're doing this and and trying to keep the team just kind of focused day to day and in a spot where they can win those games and who knows all of a sudden here you are with seven or six to go and 
uh, 100s on the table. And I know that doesn't matter to them as far as um, they're not going to put guys out there and kill themselves to get it. But the fact that it's there with the six winnable games on the schedule is definitely something that says a lot. Uh, This is a great part of the schedule for the Twins, and they're handling it. And, you know, they're – not just looking to clinch and and that's the great the other the crazy part is they are two wins away no matter what from guaranteeing a game next monday against the indians um and and three get you there so you go three and three against the tigers and the royals or the indians lose somewhere in this seven that they have uh, you're you're there and and uh it's a great position to be in with a week to go because they could really use time to rest some guys you know, there's a, a four-day window from the end of the season. Actually, it's a, the fifth day is when the game is played. Game game one of the ALDS would be on October 4th, and the season obviously ends on Sunday the 29th. So you'd have a chance to really give some of your key guys some time off and to rest, and, and that would be a, a very good position for the Twins to be in. Just given the way things have – they like to take care of their guys, and, and so um, they're in a nice, easy position. Comfort, I shouldn't say easy, but comfortable position – for what they're up against here being in a pennant race. Yeah, I mean, I think with with these six games coming up on the road where they're uh, much better <laughs> than at home against Detroit and Kansas City, you know, I, I don't think there's too many people uh, doubting their ability to win three of those six, but, man, it would be nice to just take care of this in Detroit and have that last weekend in Kansas City be meaningless, both from a stress standpoint, obviously, but, of course, being able to line up your rotation, being able to, to give key guys some rest here. Yeah, absolutely, and you know who else really wants it to be that way is Randy Dobnak. <laughs> he would like to, yeah, right, right, um, and that was so a talk about that a little bit, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Name drop, uh, segue. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Randy Dobnak. I mean, that, what a cool story. And by the way, the Twins ended up forty-six and thirty-five at home, <laughs> and we're talking about like it's really difficult for them to win here. You know, it's, yeah, right, it's been a right. tough season. There are eleven games over five hundred right. at home, which is. In a great in a regular year, you're like, oh, that's awesome. But in this year, that's where good, they're yeah. 50 and 25 on the road, it's like, how come they right. can't do that here? Uh, but yeah, Randy Dobnak, what a what a great addition, um, you know. And and the crazy part about his story is not knowing when he picked his wedding date two years ago, that September 28th, 2019, was going to have some relevance. He had just gotten signed from the Utica Unicorns of the. Uh, Something Shore, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Something Shore Independent. I'm so sorry to the league for butchering the name. I think it's the United Shore Independent League. It's in Michigan. It's a really small league. He's, you know, basically he gets signed there and goes to Elizabeth and the Twins rookie ball team and, and you know, uh, gets one game up to Cedar Rapids and, and that's where he ends his season is Cedar Rapids. He spent all of 2018 at Cedar Rapids. So no way is this guy's wedding date going to come into play and then, of course, gets promoted this year over and over from started at Fort Myers, makes it to Pensacola, just tearing it up with this one-seam fastball and, uh, you know, gets to the majors on August 9th. And it's got to be such a crazy – it's got to be for him like an oh-shit moment. Like, oh, my God, this was in the back of my mind, but it was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now – I'm getting married on the Saturday on the last day of the season for a team in a pennant race. And um, what a crazy turn of events. And what's really cool is scheduled that way because all the minor league seasons are done, right? Yeah. September 3rd. Usually it's right Right. around Labor Day. Um, But he, uh, 
He has gotten approval. I'm guessing he'll start on Wednesday in Detroit. And wouldn't that be crazy, Wednesday or Thursday, to start and get the clinching victory um, and then yeah. get to go to your wedding? That's that's a possibility. It's on the table for sure for him. Yeah. But but they did give him clearance. He was freaking out about it a little bit. And, you know, I know we uh, when we had him on the podcast earlier, talked to him a little bit about that, but more about his Uber. But he was definitely concerned all along and was like, how do I even bring this up with the manager? And I guess last weekend while they were in Cleveland, he uh, was in the little cafeteria area with Rocco and was standing behind him in line. And was like, so uh, have you heard I'm getting married? <laughs> and by that point, Rocco Baldelli knew. And he knew at that point that Rocco knew, but um, still can't be the easiest conversation. And yet they uh, – Rocco said, right. give it a few days. Wednesday, this week, this last week, he, he told him, yes, it's fine. And the twins had some fun with it and put his, uh, his registries in the uh, game notes because he's got two, a Target and a Bed Bath & Beyond. And, you know, they listed some of the items. Solid choices. It was amazing. Like, they just went yeah. and clicked on stuff that they're going to need. And, but it w- here's yeah. the cool part. Here's the really cool part. And I tweeted out a link last – maybe on – either Saturday night or early Sunday, but his fiance and he were making a joke and they said that fans started to find the registry and buy them some stuff. And, and he was like, rather than um, do that, if fans want to, they, they've set up a link to donate yep. to uh, St. Jude's and yep. I, they're going to raise some money. And it's a really cool way to sort of, it's a localized uh, internet sensation and maybe it's gotten even a little bit big, but um but they're they're making the best of it and doing some good with it, and it's really cool just because he's gonna get to leave the team and go. And at, there's 235 people they invited, 260 expecting 200 to show, and they had 235 RSVP'd as of the last uh, time we talked to him. So he's got a lot in his, his plate, and he's gonna get to actually go and enjoy it. And Rocco was pretty happy about letting him do that. The unicorns play in the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Okay. We were very close, Dan. I think you said Independent Baseball League, but yeah. I just wanted to make sure that our friends at the U.S. PBL got their, uh, got their due because I know we're huge uh, in the U.S. PBL. A lot of listeners we, from there. So Yeah, Puddle Nation uh, is strong. <laughs> Puddle Nation keeps growing. Uh, you mentioned Nelson Cruz, Dan, um, hit, hit his 400th career home run on Sunday, also his 40th of the season. I love those nice round numbers. Uh and, you know, a, a lot of focus on um, the bats and the bombs all year long. But what a home run free agency acquisition this was, obviously, for the Twins. Some questions around how many high 30s or 40 home run seasons does Nelson Cruz have left in him at age now 39, turned 39 uh, a couple months ago. But uh, the answer is at least one more, apparently. But he has been uh, an absolute rock for this team. Yeah, he has. And apparently and, – and Dustin Morster – team's uh, communications director mentioned them this to me probably a month ago or something like that which was that nelson the day he signed made a, a comment about hey we should do something cool for when i hit 400 and and dustin's like wait a minute um, aren't you 40 away he's like yeah so let's do something cool for it when it happens and and dustin's like he's got to be kidding about this and dead serious he predicted he's gonna do this and he also said the twins were gonna host a playoff game uh, going in and so uh, you got the first prediction correct here on Sunday and it was like we said a big moment just you you look at it and how he handles those and yeah he, there's some there have been some big moments in the last month where 
he's struck out or something along that line. But um, this is a game where you're rewarded um, if you do it well one out every three times, and he's been even better than that. And to have him especially step up there with the, the you know, it's seven to six game, and and the Royals have made it interesting. The Twins are looking at getting more than six innings out of their bullpen, and his home run, it's only a solo shot there, but it, it definitely turned things to their favor. And um, Cool for him. His, his mom and his dad were in the stands, and, um, you know, he said they always come up at the end of the season to hang out. And I know that his cousin, uh, he's, he's got a pretty good little group that hangs around him of friends and family, and, and they uh, – do a lot of things for him, take care of him. And he uh, he said that he had a nice little group in the crowd. He got everything uh, souvenirs-wise. He had the bat. He had the jersey. He had the ball. Uh, the fan that caught the ball traded it to him for a, for a bat and a baseball, and he took a picture with the guy. And, of course, the I think the Twins' promotion was whoever got the 400th, as long as it came at home, was going to get a boomstick. And I know they handed the uh, boomstick <laughs> hot dog out. And uh, I have not had one of those. I, I did not try it. I did not want to uh, suffer the uh, consequences of eating a two-foot hot dog uh, earlier in the season. So I made it the whole way without eating one. But um, it was really cool that it happened at home. I, I think, you know, this has been a really great year for the Twins. And to get to, for them to get to celebrate that, if they didn't get to get the clinch, it was it was cool. And they, they handled it appropriately. It was an amazing standing ovation. And, you know, you see them at the top of the steps with uh, – Marwin Gonzalez and Miguel Sano and Eddie Rosario and and then does a curtain call and it was just a great moment. Um, they've there have been so many great moments for this team this year and it's, it's I, th- I think the home run has played a big role in it and and obviously Nelson Cruz has uh, been uh, a large part of that with the forty home runs and not just the home runs. Uh, his average at three oh three after hitting two fifty six last season. His slug, uh, his OPS, excuse me, is up over one hundred and sixty points from last year too. So uh, he is really, uh, in many ways, I think uh, the clear cut offensive MVP of the team, if not the overall, with what he's been able to do. Plus his leadership in the clubhouse that's been uh, a frequent topic of conversation too has been uh, so huge and. Uh, the Twins will need a lot more of that coming up in the next few weeks if they do end up winning this division and get to an ALDS match with everybody's favorite opponent, the New York Yankees. Yeah, it's always fun, but <laughs> it's gonna be gonna be interesting that that's who they face. I am probably gonna. I'm still trying to figure out where I have the MVP ballot this year, and it's hard to always say a DH is going on it, but. There's no way I, I – like Nelson Cruz to me is the, the guy that I'd put on. Jorge Polanco deserves some some love too. And Max Kepler, uh, you know, before he got hurt here, um, definitely yeah. was up there, even Mitch Garver. But I think Nelson Cruz just with the impact on and off is probably going to end up around sixth. And when you don't have a, a way to create value defensively, you have to create it in other ways. And I think he's done a fantastic job inside that clubhouse. Those guys that met him – at the top step when he hit the 400, you know, two of those three have absolutely benefited from his presence and Eddie Rosario and Nelson or uh, Miguel Sano. And uh, I think that um, is definitely worth something. And, you know, the offensive numbers obviously speak for themselves. Twins outscore the Royals 29 to 28 in the four game series and win the three of them. They'll take that. Uh, they get a day off Monday. So does Cleveland. Uh, but a fantastic turnaround has the Twins right where they want to be. They were, uh, they've been since that day in mid-August. I believe it was August 12th when the Indians ever so briefly went up by a half game in the Central. 
Twins are 25 and 13 despite all the patchwork lineups, all the drama, all the the loss of Pineda, the loss of Byron Buxton, uh, and they've gotten back to a four-game lead, possibly five by the end of the night here uh, with Cleveland. But looking ahead, three in Detroit, three in Kansas City, Dan. Cleveland, meanwhile, also on the road for the last six. They go to the Chicago White Sox. And then the Washington Nationals, producer Adams Washington, or sorry, just Adams Washington <laughs> Nationals. He reminds us that his first name is not producer. Uh, and uh, the White Sox uh, may or may not put up much of a fight, but Washington is in a, uh, a real fight right now for the, uh, at least for positioning in the NL wildcard race, currently tied with the Brewers uh, as of this recording. So if it does come down to the last weekend, uh, it would still be advantage twins, but again, uh, with with all that uh, is riding on this team, especially with what's uh, with what's gone on injury wise, getting a little rest, they really would want to come out and try to just take care of business in Detroit, win two out of three, or sweep and hope uh, either sweep or win two out of three and hope you get a little help from the White Sox. But it would set the Twins up to at least get ready for October and uh, and, and get this thing going. And obviously, Dan, I think. Um, uh, there will be question marks for sure when that time comes for uh, for the ALDS. No matter how rested they are, no matter how they're able to set up their rotation, I don't even know what that would what the preferred rotation would be at this point. But uh, nevertheless, it feels like f- of all teams, this is one that could use a few days of games that don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, and and Max Kepler, uh, just a couple injury updates. Max Kepler, um, they're they're happy with where he's going along. He's been hitting inside the cage. He has not faced a velocity machine yet. And, and done outdoor batting practice. But I think they're pretty confident he's coming along nicely. But every day that they can give him of more rest just to, you know, get this thing, the, the scap muscle, feeling better, and, and that's good. Mitch Garver uh, left on Sunday. He left the game with a hip thing. He said he's been dealing with that since high school. It's kind of cropped up because he's played a lot more lately and he's had a lot more busy days. Um, so I know he was going to have an MRI on Monday, but this is all something that they said was precautionary. Uh, Eddie Rosario and, and Jorge Polanco, get them off their feet if you can for two days. Just let them sit. And, you know, the home run record is, is a great thing. They're, they're heading into Monday, one back of the Yankees. I think it's 298 to 297. They have one fewer game played than the Yankees. The Yankees are off Thursday when the Twins play the Tigers. Um, so they have a shot to still get that. But honestly, at this point, that would be great, and it would be a huge thing historically for the Twins to be the team. But I just think that getting guys rest, letting the bullpen sit for a few days, guys, that's that's a that's a huge advantage too. So um, the earlier they can get it done, the better for sure, without question, just because it sets them up so much better for October. And uh, they're going to need all hands on deck. Like you said, who knows what the rotation looks like. I mean, I don't know. If Martin Perez or Kyle Gibson um, is is a trusted number three right now, and and does Randy Dobnak get a start? Who like it's crazy yeah. to think that that's where they are, but they may definitely do a bullpen day. Um, I, I think you have to go with the idea that you're got four starters because I really don't want to. I, I don't think they want to see Barrios and Odorizzi on on anything less than uh, full rest going into their starts. So. You have a day off after game two before game three, and then you have a day off after game four going into game five. I think that that's the earliest we'd see any of their guys would be like Barrio starts game one and then comes back for game five. You know, and Odorizzi starts game two, and and maybe he's available for game five out of the bullpen or something like that. But, I mean, they uh, it's, it's an interesting scenario, especially with 
how the the rotation has been behind uh, behind them. Yeah, Dick Bremer actually brought it up on the telecast today that the the Brewers used uh, quite a bit of bullpen gaming last year in the playoffs, and it they worked did. out pretty well for them. Um, so it, it is it is wild to think about the the bullpen that we harped on all through the first half of the season has become uh, the potential savior here <laughs> for the Twins. But let's say it's a, a more conventional game, Dan, and you at least let's say you get four innings out of a starter uh, before you have to take him out. In a playoff game, who are like the first five out of the bullpen for you, for the Twins? Uh, my, my top five are obviously Rodgers is one, and you got Romo in the eighth, but Duffy, May, and, and Littell. Um, I, I just think that group, and Littell has been so rock solid. You take away the, the wear it game he had in Tampa Bay where he had to come in for maybe it was Martin Perez. I don't know what starter he came in and took over for early on, but he gave up eight runs in that game and four and a third and ten hits, and they just kept him out there because they knew he was going to be sent down. But um, since mid-June, he's just had a fantastic run. And um, You look at that group, and, and just it's hard to find a weak link in that spot because they, they've just been so consistent everywhere. And um, it, It's been a good run for that. And then you throw in a Bruzdar Gratterall as that sixth guy. Um, he's been just so nasty. And he's a rookie, yeah. and that's why I put him sixth. But – He's got the the potential stuff that's amazing. So it's it's a very solid group. And I you know you look in Cody Stashak, does he fit on this thing? Um, Smeltzer, uh, Thorpe have had their moments, but Stashak gets outs, man. He's been really on an impressive run. So it's it's a what's great is it's one through five deep with guys who I think have learned to be trusted, and then you have some really interesting pieces back there in young guys who. Obviously, it's their first time through, but Stashak went into Sunday with 3.27 ERA and put up another scoreless inning. Um, I mean, that, that makes me think, you know, with the funk that he has, that he's got a shot in there too. So who knows, but it's, it's a hell of a lot more solid than it was a month ago. Or I and should say two months ago. Play- yeah, and with the travel days and the playoffs, you're not going to have any of these 10 games and nine-day stretches. It right easier to rely on the bullpens more often as you as you need but uh dan's got to go and catch a flight did we forget anything dan final thoughts i think we got everything we needed so all right we will be back with you on uh on thursday it will be before the end of the tiger series but it is possible that the twins will be al central champions by the time we next talk to you but uh thanks as always for listening little nation we love you producer adam or just adam thank you for making it sound good Dan, pleasure as always.